Life is an epic journey. Live it unleashed. Hey, fellow journeyers, Jeremy here. Welcome back to the Living Unleashed podcast. You know, life is an epic journey, and we want to live it unleashed. God offers us a passionate life that is defined by hope, filled with joy, marked by peace, and walks in freedom. Here at the Living Unleashed podcast, we are intentionally shaping our lives that we might experience this living unleashed life that God offers us. Here during season two of the podcast, we are doing so by journeying with Luke. As we read through Luke and Acts, and uh, we are coming up to the end of the Gospel of Luke. Today, we are in chapter 23. As we dive in here to this chapter, I want to make a suggestion. I want us to try to approach this chapter as if we have never read this before, as if we are completely unfamiliar with this account and the story of Jesus. I want us to really uh, come at this with fresh eyes. Now, you'll recall yesterday, we uh, emphasized that there in chapter 22, we're kind of reaching the climax. It seems like evil is going to win out, the good guy is going to lose, and everything we've been rooting for all along is about to just come undone. Everything's unraveling on us. And chapter 23, further plays out that narrative. It further emphasizes that. So much so that by the end of chapter 23, it appears as if all is lost because Jesus is dead and he has buried, been buried in a grave. And so I want us to look at this with fresh eyes. And the question then that I would ask is, if you were reading this for the first time, you were completely unfamiliar with it. You had no um, no previous knowledge, whatever. What would you be struck with? What would um, jump off the page at you? As I was reading through this chapter and trying to do it in this manner with these fresh eyes, these are some of the observations that I made. You know, first was how Jesus doesn't put up a fight. I mean, he is being... I mean, he is absolutely just uh, being treated unfairly. Um, he is about to be, he is being falsely accused, um, and, and he's headed towards death, and yet he does nothing. Um, he allows that process to play out. He doesn't go kicking and screaming. Uh, he doesn't go with any objections. Uh, he just really just lets it happen. And that just jumps off the page at you. The next thing that jumps off the page is how unfair the process really is. I mean, he is really being mistreated. Uh, it's so unfair. This isn't a trial. The chief priests are trying to get Pilate to do something. Pilate doesn't want to do something, so he sends him to Herod. Herod sends him back to Pilate. Pilate tries to let him go. The people want an insurrectionist, a murderer, uh, one who's caused problems instead. Pilate knows that that's not what's best. He knows it's not what's right. He says, I find nothing wrong with this man. He knows that it is um, uh, just not the thing to do. And yet, in the end, because the crowd demands it, he sentences Jesus' Jesus to death anyway, 
and releases Barabbas. I mean, it's just a total uh, perversion of justice. If you're reading this uh, and you're like, oh, this is so wrong. Uh, you know, the hero of the story is about to be uh, put to death and, and no one's standing up for him. No one's doing what is right. And, and if there was any hope as you read along that somehow Jesus was going to get out of this at the very end, um, it does, he doesn't, you know, he ends up dying right there. As a matter of fact, there's, you know, the, the, the soldiers are even hollering at him in the crowd that, that if he's the king of the Jews, save himself. Do something about it. And there's a hope. I mean, if you're reading this for the first time, you're rooting for Jesus, there's this hope he's going to. That while he's hanging up there on the cross, he's going to suddenly say, all right, guys, that's it. I've had enough of this game. You know, and he's going to come down, but he doesn't. So what's the next thing that jumps out at me? Is instead of fighting back, instead of of saving himself, and instead of calling down curses on all of this evil that is being perpetuated against him, what does he do instead? He prays to his father, says, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. And so the next surprising thing we see is Jesus offering forgiveness while he is in this immense pain, while he has been absolutely falsely accused, while this great perversion of justice has taken place. And instead, instead he forgives them and asks the Father to forgive them. He says, because they don't know what they're doing. Then the next thing that surprises me is there's two criminals. Now, one of them's got a mouth on him and is uh, really giving Jesus a hard time. He's chiming in with the soldiers and the crowd and, and saying, you know, hey, if you're someone, why don't you save yourself and save us in the process, you know? And, and he's really thinking about himself. But the other, the other criminal actually shows some uh, repentance and uh, looks at and, and he tells the other criminal, he says, what are you doing hollering at him? He didn't do anything. Well, you and I deserve to be here. He doesn't. Then he looks at Jesus, and he says, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And the next great surprising thing happens. Jesus forgives him and says, today you'll be with me in paradise. So we have this surprise after surprise after surprise that happens throughout chapter 23. And it really surprises those around him as well. Because when Jesus dies, he cries out, Father, I tr entrust my spirit into your hands. And with those words, he breathed his last. Now, the reaction of the Roman officer overseeing the execution was that surely this man was innocent. Surely he was righteous. I mean, Eve, he finally gets it. He finally sees it. He finally sees, um, I mean, he's part of the group of soldiers that was mocking him just hours before as he hung there, and now he sees, now he sees what kind of man Jesus really was. And then the next surprise is one of, is Joseph of Arimathea, one of the Jewish high council. This high council is responsible for sending Jesus to the cross, but it says he didn't agree with the rest of the religious leaders. He, was, he didn't agree with their decision and actions, and so he comes out. Now imagine what this is going to mean for him in his life, because as, as a member of the high council, he now comes out and he requests Jesus' body to give it a proper burial. 
I mean, that's going to mean ridicule and maybe even um, a type of uh, exile from his community as he stands for Jesus here at the very end. And, and what's really interesting about this is at this point, you know, Jesus hasn't been raised from the dead. That doesn't happen until the next chapter. So Joseph doesn't know how this is going to end up. He is stepping forth and taking, making this statement after Jesus' death. I mean, it's, it almost has a sense to it. Why would you bother? I mean, why risk it now? You, it, it, it's too late. He's dead. And so we end up here in this chapter, ending this chapter. I mean, it feels like all is lost. It feels like all has been totally and completely undone. What started in chapter 22 reaches its, uh, its absolute climax in chapter 23. Jesus is dead. It seems like the whole movement is over. The disciples are scattered. Peter has um, denied Jesus already. Uh, and and it's just, it just seems like everything's gone. And there's, there's almost a sense of hopelessness. But here's what we know. Here's what we know. As we recognize all these things that have happened in this chapter, is that it's actually through those things that seem to be hopeless that we have the greatest hope. Because what seems to us as an ending, Jesus' death, that seems like it blew everything. God's actually going to redeem that. And it's actually the greatest move God ever made. Because in Jesus' dying and rising again, he's going to defeat the enemy once and for all. He's going to defeat the grave. He's going to defeat um, um, death. He's going to defeat the very gates of hell. And that is just awesome and powerful. And, and so here's what I want. I want to kind of continue uh, just briefly here with yesterday's theme, and that is when everything seems to be unraveling around you, God's got this. God is about to take this event that if we were just reading this um, as, as, uh, as a first exposure, and we had never seen this before, and we were learning about this man named Jesus, and we read through up to this point, we would think all is lost. We would think that it just seems uh, this this whole chapter would just be shocking to us. Uh, Jesus doesn't fight back. He offers forgiveness instead. Um, I mean, we watch as justice just comes unraveled, and we're thinking, why would somebody stand up? Would somebody, it finally lands at Pilate. Pilate, be a man. Step up. You know, do your job. You know he's innocent, so don't, don't, sit, don't, don't cave to, to public pressure and peer pressure just do what's right and nobody does and so we are left to think my oh my you know this it's over but it's not and that's the great part you see tomorrow we get to read chapter 24 tomorrow we get to read about victory tomorrow we get to read about the defeat of death the rising of christ and the great victory that we have in him and so whatever you're going through right now i just want you as you look through these chapters chapter 22 and 23 and maybe you can really relate because things in your life right now seem hopeless or some things in your life seem totally unfair seems like a total perversion of justice i just want you to know God's got this. I just want you to know God will take care of you. I just want you to know that God is the one who excels in taking moments that seem hopeless and completely just over and reviving them, um, resurrecting them, and bringing new life. And that's what we're going to talk about tomorrow, so I need to stop so I don't get too far into tomorrow. But as you read this, I just really want you to reflect upon it. Try to read it again as if you've never read it before and see what you see. See what jumps out at you. And uh, then just be grateful to God for what he did for you and for me. 
All right, I hope you have a great day today. And as always, I pray that you will keep on living unleashed. <laughs>